When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Necessary Roughness. With 11-year NFL veteran, Big Ten Offensive Lineman of the Year, and captain of the National Championship Michigan Wolverines, John Jansen. And 10-year NFL veteran, two-time Pro Bowl offensive tackle, and Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers, T.J. Lang. Now, here's John Jansen and T.J. Lang. Well, we're finally going to be able to put the Seattle Seahawks game, the loss, in the rearview mirror. And, hey, you get 17 opportunities. Right now, the Lions are 1-1. One and one. And how, TJ, let's just start here. How do they rebound? How do they come out against Atlanta? We're going to talk about the injury report, guys that are going to be available, possibly not available. We're recording this on Thursday, so we do have Wednesday's injury report. But just quick, how do they bounce back from the Seattle loss, turn the page, and try and get a win against Atlanta? I think you got to focus on the little things, the small details. Um and offensively speaking, that's the turnovers, right? I know we talked about last week, a three of them. Second, first one, whatever, didn't change the game. It was the end of the first half. Um, that would, didn't really matter. But the other yeah. two were killers, right? They just were. Um, that's if, if, you know, showing up on Monday all throughout the week, I'm sure the coaches have made a point of emphasis. Guys, we've got to take care of the football. When we were winning games last year, uh, you know, the last 10 games, they were about plus 17 in the turnover department. Um, so far right now, I think they're minus two throughout the season. Um, just not a good statistic. So this, this team, I know that last year coach said, Hey, we've got a very small room, um, you know, for error. Uh, we cannot afford to make mistakes. I think that that margin has, has gotten a little bit bigger this year, but I don't care who you're playing, John, and you turn the ball over that many times in a game, it's going to be hard to win. So that's, that for me is the first key, uh, take care of the damn football and defense, find a way to get it out. Right. Find a way to punch at the ball. Find a way to get your hand on it. Find a way to, uh, uh, you know, cause a spark play. We didn't really see that last week in Seattle. We saw a lot of missed tackles. But one thing I, I hope that they've been working on this week is it's getting after that ball. Bijan and uh, Algier, these are tough runners. But, uh, you know, you watch the tape a little bit. There's going to be some opportunities. Got to take advantage of those. So now let's bring up the injury report, because on Wednesdays, here's the guys that did not play. Um, and we're not even going to talk about Pascal's on IR. Um, CJ's on IR, so that they don't they don't get involved in in the um, you know the injury report. Taylor Decker did not practice. Kirby Joseph did not practice. David Montgomery, Emmanuel Mosley, Amonre St. Brown did not practice. Uh, Hal Vitai didn't practice. Uh, Josh Reynolds uh, was a limited practice, and then Antoine Green and Frank Ragnall full practice. Um, no yet 
no determination on whether or not they are doubtful, likely, um, or out for the game. But when you look at the guys that didn't practice, again, doesn't mean that they won't play, but you're talking about some impactful players that were not on the practice field on Wednesday. Of those guys, um, who do you think would be the most impactful if they don't play? Uh, I mean, out of those guys you listed, I mean, probably Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, I know that his, you know, he, he, I saw him early in the game getting taped up on the sideline. Yeah, with his uh, he was cramping a little bit. He did come back and finish the game. I mean, that's always a positive anytime you're able to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, his, his absence, I think, would be detrimental to what this offense does. And look, I think you can. You can even make an argument for, uh, you know, Decker. Last week, I when we recorded this podcast last Thursday, I said, you know, I'm not really concerned about it. And then we get to Saturday, and it's like, oh, man, I guess that was wrong. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to reverse that jinx. I'm concerned about everybody. That's, uh, hopefully that means they play. Um, but, yeah, Amon Ra would, I, I think, definitely be the toughest uh, uh, void to fill, um, especially with all the other guys you're missing. Well, so let me let me look at it a different way. If David Montgomery is unable to go, which I think he's probably more unlikely to go than Amon Ra, then you're looking at Jameer Gibbs as being your lead back. I'm not sure he's going to be that successful in between the tackles. Jared Goff has has shown he's been really good at a lot of different things this year, save that one interception in pick six. But what he excels at is the play-action pass. Yeah. If you can't sell the play-action pass, then I'm not sure whether or not Amon Ra's there. If your number one target, you know, is it, it, whoever it ends up being, if it's if it's Josh Reynolds, that's where I I would make the argument that it may be more Montgomery's absence. Now you can get the ball to Jameer Gibbs in a number of different ways. You can attack the edges, and they're going to have to. 14 touches last week is not enough for a guy that was picked as high as he was. You would believe that he would be. A, a much more a part of the game plan and that they would get the ball in his hands a number of different ways and more than they have. I think by default, they're going to have to, but without Montgomery there, I think it takes away one of the best weapons that the lions have. And that's the play action pass. Yeah. I mean, that's hard to argue. I do think that this game is going to be, and we heard it last week. We heard that Gibbs was going to be more involved. And then you get in the game and you're like, okay, when, yeah. right? I mean, he like, did get more touches than week one, but, yeah, I mean, you what know, was the impact. Yeah, right. And that's where I think, you know, and I don't I, I was wondering this, uh, you know, about this yesterday. Is this a game? Do you think the coaches um, try to showcase him a little bit more just based off what's on the other side? Uh, when you look at B. John Robinson, I mean, I know that there's not really a, like there, there's got to be a part of them. Yeah. that's like we want to prove we made the right pick. Everybody has seen. Uh, what Bijan has done the first couple of weeks, and he's been a, a dynamic player and an explosive player for the Atlanta Falcons. He was on the board when the Lions Except, were on the clock. That's what I'm saying. And is this the type of game where, you know, if you're the coaching staff, you want to kind of prove that you made the right decision by showcasing yeah. uh, Jameer Gibbs a little bit more? And look, I kind of – I don't disagree with you when you say is Gibbs – you know, primed to handle a heavy workload. Is he a guy that you can run in between the tackles? I think you kind of have to be, John. I mean, he was, well, you know. I mean, yeah, you're still with, obvious. Right, but with where they took him, you know, in the draft, you can't say, oh, this is just a guy we use on gadget plays or try to get to the edge or the screen. You know what I mean? Like, you've got to be yeah. a complete running back. And I think he can be. I think that he's just got to learn. 
and we hit this a little bit, you know, on earlier the week, but he's got to learn when to get north and south, right? There's still a few too many times he's trying to outrun guys, and, you know, you're just going to run out of room eventually with the sideline. Uh, you got to find a way to get north and south, and he did that against Kansas City. We didn't really see that against Seattle as much, um, and maybe that was kind of by design when Montgomery went out. It was like, okay, kind of limit the hits you're going to take, and, you know, if nothing's there, just get down, get out of bounds. We can't afford to lose you either. But I think he's going to be a guy that they, they're going to try to highlight a little bit this week just to kind of say, yeah, all right, everybody take a deep breath, right? <laughs> because there's always been, there's already been rumblings about, oh, man, B. John looks like the guy, right? B. John looks like, uh, you know, the, the, the stud out of this, out of this group. Um, if you're the Lions, I think you try to showcase that to say, all right, not so fast, right? We got a guy over here ourselves and, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a much heavier workload this week. Well, yeah, I think by default he's he's going to have to uh, because, you, I mean, are you going to give it to Bam Knight? That, that, I mean, that's not going to be your guy coming off the practice squad to be your number one well, back. And Bam Knight was a guy last year that played a lot for the Jets, especially in the second half of the season. And just reading some stats, I mean, he was – I mean, he was up there in the top five when it came to broken tackles uh, or forcing missed tackles, I should say. And, look, I don't look at him as being a guy that's going to come in and take over as the number one bell cow, but uh, do I feel a little bit more comfortable, you know, with the unknown of him rather than what we saw with a guy like Craig Reynolds we saw last week that have very minimal impact? Yeah. Um, at this point, it's kind of like, hell, give me give me some Bam Knight. Give him, you know, five, six, uh, seven carries you know, in the first quarter and see if he can provide a spark. We saw it last year when there were injury concerns. The guy that stepped up, up last year was Justin Jackson. Nobody really knew anything about Justin Jackson, what he was going to provide, but he per, he brought a spark to this offense. Maybe yeah. Bam Knight can do the same thing. So when you talk about Jameer Gibbs and the fact that he should be able to be a guy that can run in between the tackles, I, I, I think when you draft a guy number 12 at the running back position, he definitely, that's how he, it needs to be a part of the game plan that he can attack you know, uh, a quick hitter over top of the guard. Yeah. Like it, it absolutely has to, especially when, okay, we saw the excitement that they had when they drafted Jameer Gibbs, like that, that whole f- film that they released after, I mean, w- we saw the nut shot that Dan Campbell took from Brad Holmes <laughs> because Brad Holmes was so excited. They're high-fiving, they're jumping around. If you're that excited about a guy, then why does he only have 23 touches in the first two games? Like, why are why is there this ramp up to try and get him up to speed? Could it, should they have gotten him more reps in the preseason so that you're not, hey, we're going to give you nine reps in the first game. We're going to give you 14 reps in the second game. Maybe by the third game, you're ready for a bigger workload. This is going to be a this is going to be a game where Jared Goff needs to go out and show why. He deserves that extension. Why he deserves to be talked about as a top 10 quarterback in this league. Yeah. Because you might not have your number one wide receiver. You might not have your number one back, but you're going to have an offensive line that's still going to be able to protect you, that you should be able to go out and do something with. But for Brent Ben Johnson, we heard about all of the creative ways that they're going to use Jameer Gibbs. Like, I haven't seen him line up anywhere where I didn't already expect him to line up. <laughs> I didn't see him right. get the ball in his hands. Like, the, the whole shuffle pass to, to Monroe St. Brown. Like that's the creativity that I think we sh- we have come to expect. I don't need to see it every play, but I want to see some type of creativity and how you're going to get Jameer Gibbs the ball where he has the advantage where he's in space and he can yeah. make some guys miss. Yeah. And I'm with you. And I think I, a lot of it still falls on Jameer Gibbs. I mean, it, it comes to, 
uh, a reliability issue. And I'm not saying he has been a guy that the coaches don't trust or anything, but you got to start taking advantage. If you're only getting, you know, the seven, eight, nine carries a game, you better make them count, right? Because that gives the coaches trust to say, all right, now let's open it up a little bit. Now we can trust this guy. Let's get going. Um, hopefully this is the week. I know we said it, I felt like it was going to be last week for whatever reason it wasn't, but hopefully this is the week where we come out of here Sunday afternoon saying, all right, we, we know what we got with Jameer Gibbs, right? We, we see it. And if he can be a guy, uh, you know, a, a guy that I, I hope that he can compare to eventually is a guy like Aaron Jones. I mean, Aaron Jones for Green Bay is not a big guy. He's about 5'9", you know, maybe 200 pounds. Um, he runs between the tackles. You know, he he runs uh, – he's a lightning bolt out of the backfield. He gets downfield uh, in a hurry. I mean, he's a good receiving back. If Jameer Gibbs can turn into a guy like that that can just provide you – uh, a home run, a home run play once a game, or a, yeah. at least a home run threat. Um, I think we're all going to be happy about that. And I, I, I like what you said about Jared Goff. And I just want to hit really quick, going back and rewatching that Seattle game. I did not feel like Jared Goff cost them the game by any means, right? Um, but there were a handful of plays he won that game. he's got to make. There were a handful of plays early in the game, the first fourth down. Uh, they went for it. He was kind of honing in on Sam Laporta. He kind of threw it into tight coverage. It got knocked away. Big play in the game, right? You're taking points off the board. Uh, there were, I think it was Josh Reynolds was just kind of running a little over out over the middle of the field with nobody within 15 yeah. yards. And it's like, okay, Jared, like you want to be that guy, got to start making these plays, right? Late in the game, I think we were a little bit hard on on Campbell uh, when it came to the late game. Uh, management about trying to get the touchdown, playing for the field goal, because I, I go back and I watch it, and there were opportunities that the Lions would have had to win that game if they would have executed. One of them being after they pick up the couple first downs early, they take a shot at the sticks down around St. Brown. He's got a first down probably inside the 15 yeah. yard line. Goff throws it at his feet. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that kind of changes what you're doing as a coach. And then they get to the third down and third and seven, you throw a three yard pass, right? So they're, th those are just the things. And I'm not trying to say I think Jared Goff played bad. He didn't. Um, but if you want to put yourself into that conversation about a guy that, hey, are we going to extend this guy? Is this a guy we want to give $50 million to? Is this a guy that we think is a top five, top 10 quarterback in the league? He could have gone and won. You got to start making those plays. And that's something that I'd like to see. I'd like to see Jared at least start making at least one or two off script, you know, kind of, uh, you know, not just playing street ball, but get off your first read, right? Get off the second. It just find a guy and go, man, because it seems like if the first read, second read's not there, it's kind of panic time. Just go out there, let it loose and, and play fun and, and find a way uh, to make those big plays in those key situations. There was a couple last week where I felt like, uh, that game would have been different if, if he would have made a couple of those. Yeah, and, and it's the pre-snap look. And I think he does a good job with his eyes of looking away. But when you get a pre-snap look and he knows, all right, Amon Ra is, is the guy I'm coming to, or Josh Reynolds is the guy I'm coming to, he can look away. And then all of a sudden when he comes back, you could tell that he's predetermined, I'm going to Amon Ra St. Brown, or I'm going to Sam Laporta. Even if I'm not looking at him right away, I'm trying to look off the safety. And you need good quarterbacks to do that. But when you go back... And it's not there. you got to be able to pull the trigger and say, okay, I'm going to go then to my third read. To your point, um, you've got to be able to get further down the progression. Now, yeah. I think the biggest key to victory for the Lions is the way that the defensive line plays. And everybody's all up in arms about getting after the quarterback. And, yes, you've got to be able to put more pressure on the quarterback. But in this game, Desmond Ritter – 
is not a guy that I believe is going to go and beat you in the pass game. If he does, then this team isn't at all as good as we thought they would be, even without CJ. Yeah. In the secondary. There would be you've major got, concerns at that. You've happens. got other guys that can fill the void, maybe not to his level or with his leadership qualities, but you, you got Brian Branch. You've got other guys that can fill in and Tracy Walker. Hey, insert Tracy Walker. He was the starter last year. He was a captain last year. So he should be able to go in there and perform. The big the big issue for me is you've got to find a way to stop the run game. You've got to find yeah. a way to stop B. John Robinson. That is the Atlanta Falcons offense. Yeah. And so and they've been good at that. They've been good at that throughout the first two weeks. They have right. only allowing about 85 yards on the ground throughout two games. They've been good. I mean, that has not been a concern. They had this test, though. This is going to be a different beast, though. You're absolutely right. And 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 that's why I say, look, you got to stop the run. Um, I wonder if they're going to, if this is, you know, kind of the week where we get a little bit more, maybe they get Isaiah Bugs going. Yeah. Maybe we see Broderick Martin for the first time. I mean, he's a guy that, you know, I knew he had, his, he had his flash plays in training camp. He's been a healthy scratch the first couple of weeks, but he's a big guy, right? If that can, because I look at the, just watching the tape last week, this defensive line was worn out by the time the fourth quarter and overtime came around. I mean, these guys were playing a ton of snaps. They took a ton of body blows. Um, it was worn out. I'd love to see them get a, a fresh look in there. Um, you know, whether it be Martin, whether it be Bugs, be back. Bugs is a guy that's obviously going to have a chip on his shoulder, um, you know, being a healthy scratch the first couple weeks. But it, to add on to your point, stopping the run, I think my my biggest thing is you got to find a way to start fast. And I think against teams like this, you got to find a way to try to get up two scores. Yeah. Because that takes that. If you're up seven, if you're up three, the other team's not changing what they're doing. Yeah. If you're Great down, point. if you're up 10 or if you're up 14, Coaches start to look at that a little bit and may, maybe hit the little panic button and say, okay, we kind of got to get out of this. We can't keep running the ball, especially if it's not working. And that's where, you know, I, I hate to keep going back to last week, but that was, I think, the biggest issue that the Lions had was they had three or four chances where they're up seven points and they couldn't find a way to go get that other score, to go up two scores, to take Seattle out of that run game, yeah. to take them out of that play-action game. Uh, if you can find a way to do that against this Atlanta team, like you said, and put it in Desmond Ritter's hands. Um, I, I like our chances. Yeah. So, but stopping the run, try to find a way to start fast, get up a couple scores, put the pressure on Atlanta. Don't allow them to just run the ball 50 times a game like they want to um, are going to be huge keys for me. Yep. Well, there you have it. Those are the keys to victory for the Detroit Lions this week. TJ, uh, I know we're going to get a chance to to hear you during the game on the sidelines in the pregame, postgame with uh, Coach Campbell. So uh, we'll look forward to hearing that, and uh, we'll talk to you uh, early next week. Hopefully we're talking about a, a two-and-one Detroit Lions I hope so. Because we're going back to uh, your stop of grubs. It's a short week. I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm not at Thursday night. A lot of talk this week has been where's your panic meter at, right? I mean, there's yeah. been no panic. I no. mean, you look at the big picture and you say, hey, we're one-and-one, one, right? We're The only thing – not achievable now is an undefeated season. All right. You still got 15 didn't really games. think that was a possibility. <laughs> still get, right. They're right. And when you say, okay, that we didn't think that was possible anyway, we're still okay. Right. But yep. this is a game. Hey, you want to show us you're different. You want to show us that, uh, you know, you, you are, you're more like the team that finished last year than the team that yep. started. Uh, this is a game you got to take care of. Sense of urgency. We'll talk to you next week on Necessary Roughness.